today's episode, we're diving deep into the marketing mind of the one and only Angie Jordan. With a business journey that kickstarted in 2008, Angie has witnessed the evolution of online content creation firsthand. From launching her first company, offering digital marketing services, to now helming a multiple six-figure podcast consulting and production agency, Angie's prowess in the realm of audio content is unparalleled. With over 100 business owners on her podcast production roster, Angie's approach is unique. She puts people first, celebrating the distinctive voices of women and committing to delivering the best for her clients and team. Angie exemplifies the balance between business acumen and personal touch. Tune in as we explore Angie's innovative use of private podcasting as a tool to sell and book out her one-on-one services. Whether you're a new business owner or a seasoned digital marketer, Angie's insights will have you excited to use your podcast to sell. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited today. We're back with Angie Jordan, one of the OGs of Hello Audio, one of the first people, if not the first person, to sell services from a private podcast. So we're so excited that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I can't wait to dive in. Yay, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So since you're like one of the OGs, I want to hear what it was like to be like this Hello Audio thing. Lindsay's posting. We were like in each other's circles for a while. Like, how did you first discover it? What was the aha moment maybe of like, oh shit, this is something I'm going to dive into. So first of all, I love that I'm being called an OG. I'm so excited (laughs) about that. Like I wasn't aware. (laughs) I wasn't aware that I'm super OG. I was just doing my own thing. But yeah, we were in the same circles and it really led from I was doing a lot of training, like listening to a lot of coaches and people telling me about doing webinars. And I remember my first webinar that I did, I think I had like 750 people for my first ever webinar, right? Dang. Well, that's good. (laughs) That's super good. It's so good. And I was like so nervous. I rented like a hotel room so I could do it in the hotel. I had my whiteboard behind me. I like, it was a... It was kind of a hot mess, but like a glorious hot mess. But then I think I only sold one of the thing that I was selling from those 750 people, this course. (laughs) But anyway, there was all this like hype around, you got to build your webinar, you got to build your webinar. And I kept doing them and I just did not like them. It's not, I'm not shy. I can show up and do it. I think I do a great job doing it minus the like only selling one to one person. But I just, it didn't go with me or I I don't know. I kept seeing talking about private podcast and no, I hadn't heard or in any of your content or anything that I had seen people doing it to sell. Like I've saw people who were doing it to accompany their programs. Like with my course, like I have, I use Hello Audio and I, it's like a great resource for people to go through the audio or like just different ways I saw people using it. I, I remember I was going through this marketing intensive with one of my really good friends, Emma, and she was like, you know what? So, so really I have to credit Emma, <laughs> Emma Weatherall. I don't know if you've known her, if you know her. Oh, yeah. her. Emma, the genius was like, why don't you do a private podcast as your sales event? And I was like, huh, maybe I should. And so then birthed this whole idea of let me do a private podcast and let me really think about what this content needs to be 
in order to almost simulate what we were doing in a webinar, but not quite because this is audio and it's a little bit different. You don't sell the same way. You don't, it's not the same. People aren't consuming it the same way, which I love about audio. And so that's where it was birthed. And I think my first private podcast that I did in this way as a sales event, I sold out all of my production. I do podcast production. I sold out all of my spots. And I'm also a service business and service businesses don't really do launches like that. And so it was also really fun and new and exciting to be able to do that. But I did it through audio and people loved it. So that's how it was like birthed. If that's not a teaser, I don't know. (laughs) I'm like, I can't wait to hear more about that. And I also was simultaneously thinking it's Nora's fault and the company she used to work for that feels like a webinar. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's take that for a second because we're taught, right? The way most of us have been taught to do webinars feels gross or it doesn't feel like us because we're and it's in it. There are ways to modify a webinar to make it fit, but there's always this hesitation because there's so many people screaming in your face, no, this is the way webinars are done. This is the only way that they're successful. And that's just not true. Case in point, you can take that webinar content, which is just having a conversation with your client or your customer and transform it now into a much easier medium, not only for you to create, but for your people to consume and you can sell out your services. So I yeah. mean, it, it's amazing. Yeah. Webinars are not always the way for sure. And funny, my private podcast where I started, because then people were like, well, how do you do the private podcast to sell your stuff? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll teach this. And so then I created a private podcast called We All Hate Webinars. <laughs> so good. That probably got some good traction. <laughs> Everybody's like, yes. 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 Someone finally, Somebody said, it finally out loud. said it. We all hate them. Like we hate going to them. We hate mm. them. And so it it was interesting. And I mean, this has been like years, so I don't necessarily have the data in front of me, but it was so interesting to see the consumption rates of this versus doing a webinar, right? Just so you know, kind of how I did it too was I would open it, like I did an open close. So it's three days, you can listen to this private podcast and then I would close it or I would be like, okay, extend two days. (laughs) You got an extra day surprise, but like I would close it. And so it created like that urgency around it, but it also gave people a little bit more flexibility in how they listened versus having to show up to this webinar at this particular time and sit there for an hour and a half. And it's just not my, a lot of things that I've created in my business, I've created because like for myself, it's not my thing to sit through a webinar. It's not my thing to do certain things. And so I created things in my business because I didn't jive with them. And so there are other people that I know. I'm like, hey, I know other people are like struggling. There's been so many that I would love to sit through, but I just, I cannot. (laughs) But what I can do is I can put my AirPods on and I can go for a walk and I can listen at my own time. I can consume it. I can take my time. I can go back. I can, and not feel like I have to be there. And I think it really just plays into this 
idea that our people are more sophisticated than we think. We don't have to treat them like little baby kids. <laughs> like you have to be here at this time or you're not going to get this information. Our people are more sophisticated. Let's give them more access and more options on how they can consume our content. And it, I think that is why people were so drawn to come into my private podcast because it was like also a fresh new thing. Like you, I can learn this information, but I don't have to be sitting here for an hour and a half. And hey, webinars still work. I mean, no knock mm -hmm. to them. I've done them since then. And then I've, and then I'm like, wait, why am I doing this again? <laughs> but I have kept, I've kept going back to it over and over. And finally, I'm like, I'm so done. And now I'm more of like a workshop girl because I want to be on the camera and I want to mm -hmm. like work through things with you. But, but they do work. So it's no knocking. It's just like, it was just a way to sort of expand do something different, something fresh and marketing. We're always looking for like people get burnt out of the same shit over and over. And so we're always looking for something fresh and something that people are going to be like, huh, and get their attention. And so for whatever reason, people just, they, and they still love, I've been doing it for years and people still love it. There's a part you said too, it's like we're lying to ourselves and we think that uh, just the evergreen webinar too was like an answer to this supposedly, right? Where you're like, oh, just let them click. And they're like, weird that the time starts in five minutes. You're oh. available. Clearly you're available now. But the joke is like, you're still like in front of a computer, right? And so, no, I'm not available now. I was sitting on my couch or I'm like breastfeeding my son. Nope, I'm not watching this right now. I already know the shtick. I'll maybe watch the replay depending on how bad. And so people sign up to just watch the replay and I'm like, this is a joke. This is pointless. It's just that whole, the access to the content. I love it. You said they're sophisticated. Why can't we just give them more access? And this is a way to open up. Like Nora always says too, it opens up more hours in the day that a person is able to consume because it's transportable, because you don't need to be sitting at a computer or looking down at your phone, you can multitask. And so you're basically honoring and respecting your listener and your customer Weird, yeah. <laughs> and their yes. time and not shaming them by being like, if you don't show up, you yes. must not care about changing your life or your business. And it's just like, everyone Spare cares me. about that. Yeah. It just feels yes. so patronizing. Yeah. And the whole, like, when you get on, if you're really serious about this, like, you're going to close every other tab, but this yeah. one and get your notebook. Because and I'm the, like, cre the creator knows how girl. shitty. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they know themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good Lord. Like I just, and then it takes so long. And this is where I was five years ago. And this is, like, then yeah. I decided to do this and I'm like, look, can we just skip to the meat? And that yeah. is another thing doing audio and doing the private podcast, it's like, it, you skipped past all the fluff because you cannot put fluff in audio. Like mm. you cannot, there's no clips, like a, a picture of me. There's when no I picture of the family. Yeah. This the was baby. me. There's no pictures. There's nothing for the you one to One bedroom read. apartment. Exactly. Oh, yeah. There's none nothing of that. Table. So you have to bring it and you have to just like get to the point in the audio. And I love mm. that because, and I think people appreciate that. And now I don't have to wait 45 minutes to get one good nugget from this webinar. So it is different. And people would say, would come to me all the time and they're like, can I just take the recording from my webinar and use that for my private podcast? And I would just be like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> A lot of and editing. It is not the same thing. That shit is really fluffy over there. And we do not put that, we do not play those games with audio. <laughs>
Totally. So I love it. So you're kind of getting into some of the specifics. So let's talk maybe about the process of what you've created and like how many times you've done it and what you've learned from hosting these podcasts. And so, yeah, just kind of walk us through it so people could possibly try it themselves. So I've done it a lot, a lot, a lot of times. I probably have, I don't know, I probably have like 10 private podcasts. Like, my hello audio is popping back there. Yeah. This is a question we actually ask how many users, how many feeds do you have? Yeah. yeah, I have about 10. And then I have several, like I've done as lead magnets that I run ads to. And then I have the ones that I will do as like sales events. And I've even done them as ones that have accompanied workshops or master classes that I've done. I'll have a private podcast. That's not exactly the same because I'm like really big on it not being the same. It's like when people come to me for a podcast and they're like, can I just record myself talking as I'm recording my podcast and put it on YouTube? And I'm like, for the love of God, please don't stop it. Stop doing that. (laughs) I mean, you can, but it's two different platforms and you have to understand how people consume them and how people, what people are doing on the platform. You could put it there, but is it going to help grow your YouTube? Probably not (laughs) at all, but it can live there. That's fine. But is it going to be an effective YouTube strategy? No. So anyway, so what I did was I took this idea of what we do in a webinar and what we really need to do for our potential clients, right? So what's the point of a webinar? How are we getting people from just knowing us, giving them information, giving them enough information and then selling to them at the same time for them to want to buy something from us? So taking that same idea concept and turning that into audio. So I actually came up with a framework that I use and that I teach to do this in private podcasts. So it's basically, we need to bust myths or shift people's beliefs about your topic. So that's what we do in the private podcast. We need to handle any objections that they would have. And then we need to uh, highlight or showcase our framework, how we work, how we get you from point A to point B, right? And then there's a lot of other things in there. Like, I, and I like, I, when it comes to the selling piece, it's making sure we're telling stories about our clients via audio. I do this with my regular podcast clients too, because when I'm telling you and I'm trying to shift your belief about something, I'm going to give you some proof. I'm going to say, hey, you can start a podcast. And this is like one of my examples for doing a public podcast is people think you have to have a huge audience. And I'm like, you don't need a huge audience, right? You need a huge audience if your goal is to get sponsors, maybe in your first season, you need a bigger audience. But hey, if you're a business owner and you're trying to sell your shit, if you have 10 people come and you sell one of your things, like you can pay for my services with that. And that's that's it. That's what you're trying to do. So, and then here's my story about how I started my podcast and I had a thousand people, period, in my total audience. And I made $15,000 my first season from selling. And so it's about like connection and audio is so good. Oh my God, Lindsay, you would love this. One of my clients is a hypnotherapist and she scripted her entire seasons. A lot of people do this, if you don't know, write out their whole episodes before they speak them in the mic, which I, I that blows my mind. But she does it because 
She's a hypnotherapist and she understands how powerful your words are and how much effect that audio has on people. And when she said that, I was like, whoa, I need to put this in my marketing. (laughs) That's crazy. So anyway, back to the private podcast. I came up with this formula. Here is how we translate the same things we're trying to do in a webinar to audio. And then of course I had to do lots of testing because of course it's like, How many people are listening to the first episode? How many episodes are better? Is it better to drip them? Is it better to drop them all at once? Is it better to give them three days or a week to listen? Those were all of those things that I had to test as a marketer to see what things worked better. Does that answer the question? I mean, it was super long-winded, but did it answer any of the questions that you asked me? No, absolutely. And I think okay. um, I I love it because, well, I'd love to hear, you know, what you learned from that testing. And it just is reminding me, like, this is why we built Hello Audio and why private podcasts are so important because as a marketer, like we want to see that evidence. And it's hard in a public podcast to see that evidence. And so when you're trying to move people through a sales event, like that's really cool to see that. And, and I also just want to like echo with the hypnotherapy and like the words that they use and stuff like that. That yes. person is exactly what they're doing. And I think that's genius. And I hope she has a private podcast and maybe we can have her on. Because she we're definitely does. Looking. Okay, cool. So yeah. that would be fun to have her come in and talk about that construction. Because yeah, that gives me anxiety thinking about writing everything I have to say. Yeah. But when you know what you're doing and as a hypnotherapist, you obviously are writing out scripts. So that that totally tracks. And just FYI, the way that she uses her private podcast is in place of her email list. So that's really Genius. interesting also. Yeah, so, I would so love that. I'll connect you. Cool. So yeah, why don't we go a little bit into some of the discoveries you made by testing this so many different times? And of course, there's always the caveat of like, Angie has her own audience. She sells her own thing and she has her own customer journey. But what are some things that you've learned from running this a couple times or 10 yeah. times? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I've ran it more. I was doing it once monthly. But I just have like 10 different variations of ones. Like I've even tested names. So yeah. for for example, I think my first one was like how to start a podcast to grow your business. And it was okay. But then I created one, which I took, I mean, it's almost identical content. And I named it Goodbye Social Media Hello Podcast. Surprise. Everyone came to that one. <laughs> I positioned it in a way where like I have my finger on the pulse. Like I talk to my people consistently, like everybody's feeling burnt out by social media. Everybody was like wanting to try different. So I positioned that as, Hey, if you're sick of doing this and you want to create some evergreen content, come do a podcast. And it was pretty much the same content as like how to start a podcast, grow your business. It just was positioned. So number one, I would say The positioning of your private podcast, if you're using it to sell, is really, really, really important. And so part of that positioning is like naming it, having your finger on the pulse of what is currently going on right now with your people in the market, what things are shifting, what are people wanting, how are people feeling? And so not just like how to start a podcast, but like the goodbye social media hello podcast was super timely it's still timely. People are still feeling burnt out by it. But yeah, so being thinking about what people are really wanting and searching for and positioning yourself in that way and not just thinking about yourself and what you want to like name it or or not just naming it what it is, but naming Mm -hmm. it like based on 
what people are actually looking for. What are the hot buttons right now? I think is a good way to attract, and that could go for anything. I go for naming your webinar also, but that is something that I noticed and also played with and tested. And I found that one was like my highest performing one. And then something, another thing I tested was dripping out the episodes Mm. versus releasing them all at once. Releasing them all at once is a thousand percent more effective. People like to binge. People don't want to, again, be treated like they're kids. You can only listen to this episode today. And then tomorrow you can listen to this episode. (laughs) It's just give people the freaking information. We don't need to treat our potential clients like they're like they're children, right? Like people are really smart and savvy. Like our customers are savvy. So when you release it all at once, you get people who are going all the way from start to finish more, right? Yes. Obviously, people fall off towards the end of your episodes, obviously. So people are listening to your first episode. So what does that mean? What did Angie do? I sell them in the first episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't wait until the last episode to sell them. I sell them up front because I know that they might not listen to the last episode. In the last episode, I started putting more details about what it's like to work with me. So, and I would direct people. I'm like, if you're interested, like you can go listen to episode five. It's going to give you more details on what it's like to work with me. And then I would shove commercials in there of like client testimonials and like my 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 team team members I have my team members come on and say here's I do this and this for the team and this is what we do and you'll be working with me on this it's just a nice little thing to have for people but I sold them in the front use commercials I use commercials in my own private podcast to again interrupt them listening and say, hey, if you're listening to this and you are ready to take this step or you're curious about what that next step is, then go here. So those were things that some things that I learned. And then something else that I did, which I love, listen, I sing Hello Audio's praises. It was just, I don't know, somebody in my group the other day was like, I saw that you have private podcasts and public podcasts and I want to do a private podcast, but can I just do that in my public podcast platform? And I was like, no. (laughs) Hello Audio is a marketing platform. It's not just a podcast platform. They are marketers. My girl, Lynn, she knows, like they know what they're doing over there. They're going to keep on changing things and making it better Mm -hmm. for people who are using it for marketing purposes. That's where you need to be at. But one of the things that I really love and I didn't do in the beginning was in the beginning because number one, I'm lazy. And number two, I'm super tech non-savvy, incredible that I run a online business of doing podcasting for people because I know nothing about tech. Adding the listeners and where you are able to see who is listening, how much they are consuming is the most beautiful feature of Hello Audio when you're trying to sell something. Because I can go in and now I can see this chick got a listener score of 100. She's downloaded everything that I've put out there. So you know what I'm going to do as a marketer? I'm going to reach out to her personally or I, I think there's something in, and you tell me this, in the platform where like you can, can't you do triggers? You can do mm-hmm. triggers, right? 
Yeah, we call them actions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actions. That's what it is. So I could have set that I I don't set anything up though, but eventually I'll have a tech person that will help me do all these things. So me, I, but I tell people to do it. I tell my clients to do it, but I don't do it. <laughs> Another one of those things. But I can go and look and see who are my warmest leads, see who made it all the way through. I can see who skipped who just went to that last episode because I know that they're interested. So I can now take all of those people and I actually would take those people and I would either reach out personally or I had a another private podcast that was called (laughs) In Case You Still Need Convincing, right? (laughs) And that private podcast was all like my clients, client stories, testimonials, basically, girl, what are you doing? When are you going to get off your ass and get this done? Like, I know you're here, you're listening, you want this. So it's just interesting to play with the ways that you can interact with people in there and see what they're doing. And so I found that versus using the universal link, adding the listeners is just so much it's a marketer's thing. If you're trying to market and see who wants to buy your stuff, like you need to do that. So that was another learning. And then just about like how long the private podcast should be. I would say five episodes is the longest I would do one to sell my stuff. I, I would say four is probably a good four is probably a good number. And then I would do the the fifth episode almost like this. Like, Here's what the thing is. You can learn more information about it right here. But yeah. You know what else works really well is even adding a component. Like I know we don't want to do webinars because we all hate webinars, but adding a live component to it, I found was also really effective. So adding like a live Q&A. So you listen to this Monday through Wednesday, and then on Friday, you can come to this live Q&A that we have. And then sometimes like people would bury like Easter eggs or something and, you know, like people have taught to make sure or, or, or emphasizing the fact that you come to this live thing. It's like the precursor to coming. You won't get it if you don't listen to the audio. You won't even be able to participate in the conversation. Like you got to do this first and then you come. So it kind of helps people like create more of that urgency around, hey, listen. So it's like with anything you do at a sales event, you have to do the things to attract the people, make sure the people come. And then what are you doing afterwards to follow up? But it is a lot about getting the people there and then making sure that people actually listen. And I also like that you can see who was invited and who actually opened it or subscribed because then you can send an email that's like, hey, boo, what you doing? (laughs) Come and listen. (laughs) You got invited and you never even opened this link. And I really think even now, this is so important in marketing because I think we all know and have seen and feel marketing is changing right now. And doing the extra step and something that's more personal is not everyone is doing that. Everyone got so caught up in this attraction. Look at me. I'm on social media. Come and look at my content. And people aren't doing that extra step. But if you do that extra step, and so that's why I love that you can see who's listening, what's happening, because it gives you that that access to like personally say, I can see what this person did. I can kind of imagine where they're at in their journey. They listened to this, they went skipped over. So they're thinking about this thing or they didn't even download it yet or subscribe. So I, I love that part about it. 
That's so cool. I love, and your audience loves it. And that's the other thing too. I think that we've heard time and time again that for everyone that's using private podcasts, the, the creator loves it because it's easy, but then your listener. So do you have feedback or specific stories that you remember any of your audience or clients or prospects that became a client that kind of made, maybe gave you some stories or feedback about their experience listening to your private podcast? The only feedback that I've gotten is like from people who became clients who were like, I binged the whole thing. And then I had to sign up. <laughs> That's the feedback. They're like, I binged the whole thing. And mm. I, I actually have gotten, I have lots and lots of screenshots of people that are like, I never go through trainings, but I actually went through mm. this one. I always get that because I never go through it. But this was just so easy to go through. So they would go through it because it's accessible. They can do it when they're doing other stuff. So that was something that I think a lot of people appreciated and the ease of which you can do it and get the information. But yeah, I would say that's the biggest feedback is I wanted, I knew I wanted to work with you. Same as I get from my public podcast, like people, I just, it, it like I, if you're listening to this and you are not using audio, I just, mm -hmm. I don't know how to help you. I'm going to send you to my client Genevieve is her name, who's the hypnotherapist. And so she can tell you how powerful audio is. <laughs> yeah. We sing that from the rooftops regularly. And like it, it's true. It's immersive. It's like intimate. I mean, there's so many things and it just, I think it really fits current lifestyles for a lot of people. It's something we can squeeze in. And it's something that a lot of people have created habits around. And I think that's where the power is. I do not have a habit of sitting out at my computer every day and like opening a training. In fact, I wish I did. So that's weird because I know I should. And like I bought a bunch of stuff and I don't do it. But I do have a habit of today. I like I curled my hair for this. I had to get ready for Angie. <laughs> and as I was curling my hair, that's when I listened to audio. There's moments in my life where I can take the time to listen driving around like that kind of thing. And so now instead of trying to find something on someone's public show, it's likely a private podcast that I bought a while ago or, or some sort of summit content that's on my phone. I bought the VIP upgrade and I love it. I'm like, I created, we made this possible. And, yes. like, and it's really for that. It's like people intend to, they want to be A plus students, but like life, right? And so how yeah. can we meet them halfway and say, cool, I get it. You're busy. So am I. And you have a hundred things to choose from to, to listen to or watch. I hope you choose me. And so I'm going to make it as easy as possible. And by as not easy, offering that choice, yeah. yeah, like you're missing out on that connection. So this has been super, super helpful. Is there anything else or any other like strategies you're playing around with in your head experiments or anything? Um, Just like within team. <clears throat> yes. I enjoy that. So it's here's the update for the week. Here's what's going on. I just I'm so much better as a talker. <laughs> like I like to talk like I'd burn Voxer up. But let me tell you. <laughs> I get lots of stuff per day. Going type, back and forth in my, in my, <laughs> on my hallway pacing back and forth being on Voxer. So that and then using as a lead magnet using mm -hmm. as a in case you still need convincing here's I will send this to people who are like on the fence or people who want to know more specifically about you know my products who want to work with me who kind of has have a feel for me so they're not starting from the beginning so I think those are just the ways that I have used it my client she uses it for her newsletter though and loves it but yeah uh, that's how I use it and I do want to say one thing that you said that I I think is really powerful. It's 
people create habits around audio. And I think it's so beautiful because it's like I, when you're, when you do audio, it's like you get to be in these intimate moments in people's lives and you don't even realize it. Like you're sitting here recording and you're by yourself, but then you're with Lindsay when she's curling her hair or you're with me when I'm walking my dog or like you are with someone while they're cooking or they're like doing other things in their lives. And I think that's also what contributes to the intimacy of it and the consumability of it. Like people are actually really consuming this. And one thing people tell me all the time, which I is my favorite compliment ever, is I feel like I know you. I feel like I know you already. And you don't get that from a webinar. <laughs> you don't. People feel like the person on the webinar is aloof or like this like mythical creature. There are slides that's, literally blocking you from that. Literally blocking yeah. you. Yeah. Even with your little so, face in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Even with your yeah. little face. And so people really build that connection with you. That's why it's so good for so many different things in business for your clients who like now you can create more intimacy because these people purchase from you, but they still, it's like nurturing them. They feel like they get to know you for people who you're trying to bring on as clients, the people they get to know you. So I love what you've created. I just, you guys are awesome and always highly recommend. And always I'm like the, the folks over at Hello Audio know what they do doing. they some marketers. <laughs> Nora, Lindsay, Derek, like these people are some marketers over there and they are going to continue to make the platform amazing and like a great place for marketers. So I love it. Well, thanks for the commercial. We just snuck it in. It's part of her. It's your commercial. Um, Cool. Would you have any advice for people who are listening to this and be like, okay, fine. I'll finally do it. I've listened to all these other people's private podcasts. You're new into the audio space or you're new into private podcasting, maybe you even have a public podcast, you're working with Angie, you got it, you got your shit together. Um, <laughs> but you want to start a private podcast. What do you wish you knew when you were starting out? Oh, gosh, I'm really not even that kind of person. Because <laughs> I'm just like, just a go it. for it. Yes. And I'm like, very a, true. I'm a no regrets, like you just learn as you go. And I think the thing is, what I would say to someone else is, to just start and yeah, come hit me up and seek out some like guidance. Like I have a private podcast that teaches all about using a private podcast to sell. If you're we'll interested link to in that it for sure. Yeah, yeah, we could link to that, but you know, so it's like, seek out some, the community, the Co mm. Hello audio community plug into that. But if you're wanting to use it, if you're curious or you're not sure if how this audio is going to play, I would say just freaking start with whatever feels easiest and best for you or however you want to, where, where do you want to create the most connection in your business right now? So if it's like, you feel like you want to be more connected to the people who you have in your membership or your whatever, like start there and then see how it goes. Build from there. If you've never stepped on a microphone before, mm. definitely hit me up because I was just talking, telling Lindsay and Dora how I've now graduated to a full podcast studio but the last time I, we, me and Lindsay caught up, I was in the closet sitting on my clothes recording from my phone because that's how I started. So a lot that holds a lot of people back from doing this kind of thing because they think they have to have some, they have to be techie. I am not techie. I am, I know nothing about technology. I am like very basic. So if I can do that and be able to make money from it. Yeah. And run a uh, podcast. <laughs> 
production company. My, I love this. Yeah. Literally, my first year from private podcast, from doing them, from selling, I sold a little bit over $150,000 from private podcast. Just I'll throw that number out there for you guys. So that's another. There you go. Use that. Obviously, also. that's the headline. So thanks. <laughs> that's the headline. <laughs> but just a little $150,000 from doing a pri- private podcast that I recorded once. And used over and over. So <laughs> there you go. But yeah, just get started. Just do it. Talk to if you've got to put a a picture of your ideal client. Or I have people who mm. I know, like I I they need to get a podcast. So if I'm creating content, I got their face in my head. I don't actually. I'm not at that stalker level of printing out their a picture of their face. But if that helps, <laughs> have that person who you're talking to and you're trying to connect to. That's what I would say. I would say think about it in a way of let me build connection instead of putting so much pressure on it. If you're scared to start, I started on the phone because I just wanted to connect and talk to people. And so I think thinking about it in that way, instead of how we do everything in business, which is ruining it, we ruin Mm. everything for ourselves because we get so caught up in like, how is this going to make us money at the end of the day? So that's, that would be my thing. Just start seek out some guidance, get in plugged into community and think about where you want to connect with people the most at. I love that. So important. And if you do connect with people, chances are you will make money. So yes, that that does tend to go together. (laughs) Um, At least every single person I've ever worked with and anyone I've ever spoken with that has been successful, it does really start with connecting with your audience. So take the pressure off and just connect. It's a great time right now too, from a marketing perspective, it's a going back to basics time. People want connection. People don't mm-hmm. want these big fluffy webinars or these big fluffy, nobody's caring as much about your, just your social media posts. Like it's taking more connection. I think people are craving that. So I think this is a really great time to, to do audio and private pod. And oh, I, the other thing I want to say about private podcasts is people love them in case you guys don't know this, because I am the public podcast queen. You guys are the private podcast queens. But people come to me and they like the idea of private podcast because it's less committal than the public podcast. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to bite off a little chunk, have that be complete, work for your business, Use it in your welcome sequence in your business if you want. Oh, that's another way that I use it also have used it before in like different email sequences. But yeah, use it in that way. It's finished. It's not, you don't have to keep going and do the big public thing. And so that way, like people just, people do like that. Just so you guys know, just for your marketing sake, <laughs> like, hey, you know, marketing, tips. This this is good. marketing, marketing tip, because I hear both sides is that people mm-hmm. really are scared to commit to that full term public podcast. So private podcast is a good way for them to like, just say what they need to say, because people, a lot of people love talking, they just don't want that big commitment. So mm-hmm. finding ways to incorporate that private podcast in your business is fulfilling for them also. So good. I like ending on that kind of nugget. Nora, want to take us home? Yeah. So for all of our guests, we ask a fun final question. And that is, if there was a private podcast with your life's ramblings, what would it be called? It's just so funny because I have owned this domain forever. And oh, you're coming with the domain. Right. I love it. This is great. You're our people. <laughs> yeah. Remember those books 
the chicken soup for the soul. Mm-hmm. I had this idea that I was going to put all of my like stories of my life in uh, my own book. Cause you know, everybody wants to write a book and it was going to be called fruity cocktails for the soul. Instead of the chicken soup, we don't want that. We want a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was my thing about putting all my life stories together as a fun little like, here's this story, here's this story. So yeah, that would be it. I love that. I'm listening. That sounds super fun. (laughs) I'm imagining the podcast art now. It's all good. (laughs) Yeah, it would be fun. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hanging out, Angie. I mean, we're obviously going to circle back in a year and you'll probably... 10x that number and yeah learned even more so we're super excited that you are out there singing our praises super grateful and thank you for sharing all your insights with everyone listening we appreciate you you are welcome it's been so awesome being here yay and there you have it audio heads another episode of laundry private podcast is in the books i hope you're leaving today feeling even more ready to amplify your voice and connect with your audience in meaningful ways The adventure continues in our next episode with even more insights, strategies, and inspiration to help you along your own private podcasting journey. Of course, make sure to check out helloaudio.fm to start your own private podcast. And remember, you've got amazing content that needs to be heard. So let's turn the volume up. Until next time.